What is up, family? Welcome to Speak. It's time for kickoff. Today is what sports television is all about. Quite literally, think about the topics. Tua Tungavailoa and the Dolphins, 726 yards in a game. You realize that's the most in the Super Bowl era? Dolphins, generational. But then, the Chargers. Boy, they almost charged, but Justin Herbert, he was 40 of 47. 40 of 47, 85% completion percentage. We haven't seen anybody have an 85% completion percentage who's thrown more than 45 passes. And then lastly, Colorado, Coach Prime, all eyes were on him, but unfortunately they fell in defeat. And that's not even the best thing we got to discuss because somebody on this set, somebody on this set has never been more right than they are today. Take a listen. <laughs> The Cowboys are not going to beat everybody like that, right? We, we play football for a long time. I play football at a high, high level. And it don't always go like that. There's going to be times where it's not going to look good. And that's football, America. That's football. Everything going to be 40 to zero. That's not realistic. So we'll see when, when it gets tight. And we see what that Prescott looks like when it gets tight. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Hey. Oh! Yeah. Was he right? Shady, I got to come to you for my lotto ticket. <laughs> because, um, you were absolutely right. Who do you blame for the Cowboys' loss? We them boys. <laughs> we them boys. The best defense of all time. You know what y'all said? Let me take these off said, for a second. Let me get serious for a second. Time. I'm blaming Dak Prescott. Mm. Dak Prescott number four. Mm. Not four. Four. The reason why I blame him for the loss is because I told you this. The defense, yeah, they're great. But one day they're going to have a bad day. They're going to have a slow start. It happens all the time in football. My years, I've played with some great offenses. i played against some great defenses. And every game, they're not going to be great. And then we talked about how they, they, they got all these field goals. Last week, they got in the red zone six times. They scored twice. Everything else was field goals, field goals, field goals. Same thing in the first game. Last game, they got there six times, correct? Five. Five and only had how many? One touchdown. All field goals. You told me that was cool. You said, oh, shady, that doesn't matter. Who told you? You told me. <laughs> he said, you told me. Hold up. That was cool. You told me that too. <laughs> you told me that too. I tried to put it on me the whole And I said, that's not the case. And if you really watch the Cowboys offense, I've been saying this since day one. The defense looks great. That's why they look like they were so dominant. But the offense, you, they ran the ball well and they were super conservative. Why they're super conservative? They don't have a rookie quarterback. They don't trust Dak Prescott. We don't want you to throw the ball. We're down by two scores. We're not throwing it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it. Because they don't trust him. And my thing is, when I, when I say I blame him, it's just because of, if you can't, if you're going to pay a quarterback $160-something million dollars, and you don't trust him to throw the ball without making turnovers, you can't win like that. You might as well have a Brock Purdy. You might, might as well have a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I got to blame him for this loss. I mean, he threw it right to the guy. Like, and then say, oh, Eagle player at that. At that, because you're white. <laughs> Some things just doesn't change. <laughs> well, you Shady. You Because you feel you. I know. Hey, Joy. Hey, Joy. Listen. I'm going to let it go around. I'm going to you all the time you need I got to more. let it lose, man. You know, I, we, were, we were told, Shady, the information that we were given was it was unnecessary. Oh. To, you know, just people. People were saying. People like next to you. People were saying uh-huh. that the red zone didn't matter. That the defense, you don't. You don't need to play at a high level offensively. I mean, they, they don't even say this about just about just this team. I am a defense girl. I love defenses. I love a dominant defense. I love turnovers. I love interceptions. Pick sixes. Who doesn't? What fun. But if you are a team that's going to win at a high level in the NFL, you also have to be able to perform on the offensive side of the ball, which is why I blame the offense for that loss. 
because we know what that defense is capable of. The defense is consistent. They had a bad game. It happens. And honestly, they didn't even have that bad of a game. Best Go best. score in the red zone. Yeah. Score in the red zone. You, you like that. You have all the pieces. You have the run game. You have the quarterback that's paid. You have an offensive head coach. Mm-hmm. You have wide receivers. You have an all-pro wide receiver. You're playing against a team that we all think is tanking. Which, by the way, remember when I said that's careful to play that, K- that Caleb Williams sweet right. thing? Yeah. There's beat the Cowboys. The team that we think some people, not we, some people think is going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Some people think it's going to make the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm going. The red zone is the problem. They were one of five in the red zone in touchdown efficiency. Two field goals. An interception in the red zone. Mm. Shady. Mm. An interception in the red zone. I mean, it doesn't change. I mean, I mean, for the season, they, have, they had one touchdown drive yesterday. They have six touchdown drives. That's one fewer than the Colts and two less than the Broncos, which we'll get to very, very soon. Trust me. It's just the offense. You, you, ha- you have to be able to perform at a high level when your defense is down. That's what a complete team does. And that's just not what happened yesterday. Not at all. I, I, it's funny, James, because Dak Prescott wasn't good enough to win, obviously. Yeah. I'm a former defensive player, so I look at defense scrutinously, and I blame the defense. You give up 222 yards rushing, that's a problem yeah. at any level, high school, college, professionally. Furthermore, you give up 10 yards in the first – you give up 10 points in the first two drives, that's a problem. You give up 83 rushing yards in the first two drives. Shady will tell you, 83 yards, that's not a bad day as a running back for a game. You gave up 83 yards in the first two drives, that's a problem. You let the Cardinals go 5 for 10 on third down, money down, that's a problem. You give up the second most rushing yards in the Dan Quinn era, and Dan Quinn's one of the best defensive coordinators the Cowboys have ever had, that's a problem. Now, Cowboys offense, obviously they need to be better. Dak, you can't throw a pick in the red zone, but as I see it with my math, even if Dak converts on that touchdown and got the two-point conversion, the Cowboys are still down by three with three minutes and change left to go. So you cannot allow the Cardinals to score 28 points, period. Now, especially if Josh Dobbs is a quarterback. Now, Cowboys got to put up more than 16 points. I mean, they just have to put up more than 16 points. But I I think about it like this, James. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Cardinals play hard. And the Cardinals play hard. The Cowboys are more talented. Duh. That's why everybody at this table picked the Cowboys to win, along with Vegas. But hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Cowboys didn't work hard enough yesterday. It's crazy after um, one game how you could point the finger at everybody, right? You guys took the offense. You took the defense. And I'm taking the offense as a whole. I'm not, it's not just Dak Prescott. I watched him get in the red zone five times. When you get inside the red zone as a receiver, you're not finna be wide open. It's just not, it's just not gonna happen. The game is moving too fast, right? You're on a very, very short field. You're not gonna be wide open. I don't really care what formations you're in. So this is gonna be tight window throws, tough catches. They had zero separation. Some of these passes, they batted down on third down. It was zero separation. Dak Prescott's giving you an opportunity ball, uh, Brandon Cooks, and the receivers, but it's zero separation. So for me, number one, the receivers got to win. Number two, Dak has to get better at throwing these tight windows throws in the red zone. It is not going to be wide open throws to where you could put touches on this consistently. These are going to have to come out of your hand. They're going to have to be on a rope. They're going to have to be tight throws. But you don't rush for 200 and 22 yards if you're off and score in the red zone. Because you know what that's going to make the Cardinals have to do. And that's going to make them have to throw the football. So I blame it on the offense because 
You let the Cardinals stay ahead of the sticks and be able to kind of go through their game plan and be able to run the ball what they want to do, take the ball out of Dobbs' hands and let him use his legs. If you convert on three of those for touchdowns, that's 21 points. But here's the dilemma. That's a totally different game. Remember how the joint started, which is why I was so confused. The game starts with the Arizona Cardinals going yeah. down, getting yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. game starts quite literally as Shady was just identifying it for y'all yeah. on camera at home with the read option play. Cardinals go down and get three. Next possession, Cardinals go down and get seven. I'm like, wait, what is going on here? Now, you, you know what I mean? Like, I was confused. But, but I was telling you all that, that, that in football, which you played, you know that every game is not going to be this great. We've seen the defense for the last, for last two weeks ball out. Yeah. Right? They got good defense. Even, even if um, Diggs went, got hurt, they still have a really, really good defense. But they're going to play great every game. It doesn't happen, happen like that. Okay. There might be times we have a slow start where the defense, we give up 10 points. Mm -hmm. That can happen. We can't say they lost the game because they put up 10 points. This, listen... I get it. We all think that the Cardinals are trying to tank. I feel like that. But it's the NFL. And these guys are elite athletes. That's how the Cowboys are. They just have better players. And when the defense lets you down, or not even lets you down, they have a bad moment, offense got to pick them up. Last week, I said that. Yeah, they're getting to the red zone, but they're getting field goals. What happens when you need points? And your quarterback, they can't give it to you. When I watched this game, as closer it got to the end, I said, the Cowboys, they should, they're, they're talented. They should win this game. But then when I seen the way that McCarthy was calling the plays, I like, okay, hold up. He don't trust Dak. They were down by two scores. They were still running the ball. Not even with Tony Pollard, with the backup running back. So I'm like, man, you bring in Brandon Cooks, who's a hell of a wide receiver for number two. You already have an all-pro wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb, and you still don't want to throw the ball? That tells you something. As an offense, when you're, not, when you're not using your quarterback a certain way, you're trying to protect him. Why are you trying to protect him? Because you know what's going to happen. The interception, McCarthy knew that. He was trying to prevent that from happening. <laughs> yeah. And now that happened, teams say they know this. We run the ball at Dallas, run that Michael Parsons to keep him, mm -hmm. neutralize him from getting to the quarterback. And you make that Prescott beat you. Yeah. He showed he can do it. And they're not going to win a Super Bowl if Coach Mike is scared for him to make mistakes. Go ahead, Joy. Well, he should be scared for him to make He's mistakes. He's terrified, Joy. He's terrified. That's a reasonable fear. Some, some are irrational fears. That is a reasonable fear. And that's going to have to get fixed if they are going and again just get to the NFC championship game first I don't know why why do the Cowboys not have to play in the NFC championship yeah, everybody does. everybody was skipping that they have another <laughs> round in the playoffs that they have to get to before they get to a Super Bowl Dak has yet to throw a touchdown pass to a wide receiver Oof. we're going into week four that was a screen they scored a screen you're right I'm trying to forgot that you're right that pass was not a wide receiver that's yet to happen in the red zone they are converting touchdowns at 20 percent they're tied for 27th in the NFL with the Jets and the Saints, mm. who just lost their quarterback potentially for at least next week. It, it, th this is the issue that I've had with the Cowboys. It's that we get onto this hype train. Everyone gets excited, as they should, because it looks exciting and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's big and it's happening. And then it's like, oh, you don't got to worry about all of the things that we can obviously see are going to be problems down the road. We don't have to worry about that. It's what, it's what happened last year with the turnovers. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. What did it do? It mattered. Mm -hmm. So it's not that the Cowboys season is over right. or they're a bad team all of a sudden oh. or the defense isn't going to pick it up next week or that they're going to lose to a, another team that they're, they're favored over. That's not what anyone is saying. What I'm saying is the same thing that Shady was saying. You have to score points. Yep. It can't be field goals and one touchdown. It can't be relying on the defense to score points. If you're going to go out there and beat elite teams in the NFL consistently, particularly in the postseason, you're going to have to be able to do that. And we just we saw that they weren't able to do that yesterday. Shady, you lost a game before that you were supposed to win? Yeah. Acho, you lost a game no before doubt, you were supposed to win? No doubt, right? It's football. They lost a game they were supposed to win. They did not play good football. But for me, what stands out is 
you gave us another head scratcher, Dak. You know what I mean? Like, you, you gave us another head scratcher, which lets us know when the game is on the line, we can't trust you. Forget first quarter, second quarter, all that, trying to play good offense and take them. When the game is on the line, when we need you to make a throw, to put your team in position to find a way to win this game, once again, you did not make the throw. And tell me, tell me somebody on this Cardinal defense. Can't really tell you, right? Too many. There ain't too many on this Cardinal defense. You talk about winning the championship, or like Joy said, you talk about getting to an NFC championship, you're not playing the Cardinals, right? You're playing the Eagles right. defense. You go. You're playing the Niners defense. You know what I'm saying? So for me, Dak is going to – and I'm a <laughs> – Yeah. The last time you said this – Dak is going to have to start making these throws. Okay. He, he is going to have to start making these throws. Are the Cowboys – it's going to be early. Wait, you sure, though? Or you sure? Because you told and me something. And the Cowboys, I told look at me. Where you go? Can you make sure he's sure? You said it didn't matter. It didn't matter before when I said it. So you sure? All right, that's all I'm going to be sure? an early exit. Dak going to have to start making these throws. Well, what I, I still am, believe he will, though. What I'm sure of is how good the Dolphins are offensively because they are on a roll. Put up a record-setting 726 yards yesterday. Come back for our response on that one. Don't forget, check us out every day on the Fox Sports channel on Sirius XM. We are just getting started. Aren't we, James? (laughs) Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, family, it's time for a second and short. This might be the most exciting topic of the day as we get to our second topic. The Dolphins offense dominant, 70 points yesterday, the most points scored in the last 57 years since 1966. Two or four touchdown passes. Miami added five rushing touchdowns, and they were dancing the day away. I'm not exactly sure what, what dance that was, but they were getting it. It's the two-step. <laughs> The Dolphins were absolutely <laughs> breathtaking offensively, but Joy, how good. Miami Dolphins, <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Now, if you were watching that game yesterday, you know the song now because they played it a bunch, bunch of times. Man. The backups played it. The backups played it. They did. Backups to the backups. How good, sorry, I interrupted. How good are the Dolphins? Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. Oh, you switched quick. Oh, my God. I, I, I updated my information. There you go. My there you go. The Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. Shady looking at you like, hold on, you switched on me that quick? I mean, it's certainly the best team in the AFC. We'll see tonight what happens with the Eagles, and I will happily say that the Eagles are the best team in the NFC if they win tonight, because that will be the case. But, um, yeah, you saw them, boys. Mm. Now, listen, we'll get to the Broncos in a second, and, and, and <laughs> we, we will get to the Broncos. But what I love about what the Dolphins are doing is how – fast they are oh my God. and how they run the ball. Oh, delicious. Ooh-wee. I love it because we know what we can do with Tyreek Hill. Waddle didn't even play. Waddle wasn't even there. Waddle didn't even play. Mm. And you know who else is coming back? <laughs> Shady, you know who's oh, coming back? Yeah. Jalen Ramsey's coming back. Ramsey. Not for a while. Not for a while. But when he's back, 
Yeah, when he's back, just... we're having a whole other conversation, and the defense has been playing well as well. Uh, they're the best team in the NFL. Yeah, Dolphins are absolutely amazing. I will say this. What I'm witnessing with the Dolphins, they are a generational offense. The Dolphins are an absolutely generational offense. You can't coach speed, and that's what the Dolphins have. The six fastest recorded times in the NFL this year, Dolphins have them. Three by Tyreek Hill. Mostert got him one. A-Chain has him one. So when you're talking about the speed of the Miami Dolphins, it can't be matched. Coaches can't coach that, regardless how much time you spend on your iPads in the film room. That's number one. Number two, 1,651 yards through three games. New NFL record. Outdoing the Patriots of 2011. 1,651 yards. America, 70 points. But here's the best part about it all. The Dolphins could have broke the regular season record of 72 points scored in a game. They could have. But Mike McDaniel chose not to kick a field goal because two of said post-game quote, we didn't want to humiliate them. He said we didn't want to humiliate them so they didn't go for the record, which is even more humiliating. And then lastly, Tua got pulled out with 49 points. You realize the Dolphins' backups outscored the Broncos' starters? Dolphins' backups scored 21 points. Broncos' starters scored 20 points. A generational offense is what we're witnessing, and I love it for Mike McDaniel because you draft A-Chain out of Texas A&M in the third round. Speed. You acquire Raheem Mostert when, you, when, uh, when you're Miami because you know what Raheem Mostert can do in San Fran. He's 31 years old. He's still having an epic career. Tua Tungavailoa is now fulfilling the prophecy that everybody thought he could. So you have the quarterback, you have the receiver, you have the running backs, you have the head coach. Generational, James. Generational. Man. You know what was special about this, watching the Miami Dolphins play? And being in some really good offenses with some really good players, I don't think Coach McDaniels were in the same play, play twice. Wow. He gave the Broncos a different look every single time. Bunch formations. Bunch formations with motion. Yep. <laughs> Spread them out. Spread them out with motions. Stack formations. Stack formations with motions. Like, they were – the Broncos' defense was on their heels the whole game. I, and that is why people were wide open. That's why the runs coming down here, them linebackers didn't even see the running back. He was right in his face <laughs> because all the, all the, all the action that they, that they were bringing. I mean, we seen the, the shovel pass when they brought Tyreek Hill on the end of round reverse and then the no-look shovel pass. He didn't run the same play twice, which was special. And that's kudos to Tua being able to, being able to process all that. That's kudos to, the, to everybody on that offense being able to process all that. But... I don't see no soul on this team down with everything that they present. Like, you play defense. One thing you do not like to do is communicate a lot. Yeah, and they make you. And they make you communicate a lot. Hey, switch this. If this, if that, oh, he motioned. Hey, go back. The play already happening now. Yeah. <laughs> we, we running downhill. We 10 yards downhill. And that's what, that, that's what Josh, I mean, uh, Mike McDaniels did all game long. And the Broncos defense had no answer. Yeah, Mike McDaniels is a hell of a coach. This mm. team, I'm going to agree with you. They're the best team in football. Mm. I got to be honest. I mean, for right now. But no, just watch this team play. They're so fast. And then this is the cool thing about this team and, and the coaching. Mike McDaniel, he does so many different motions to, to create more space. He utilizes the whole entire field. And they want to run the ball. So with all these motions, you worry about the motion. They'll be running. They'll be running it. Right on, yeah. Then as soon as you get onto the runs, now we're throwing it. And then it's a lot of quick game. People just, they think of the speed of Tyreek Hill and Wilder. and oh, there's a fast team, which they are fast, but it's really a quick game. And then when you move up to stop all that, now we're taking some shots. Bye-bye. It's going to be hard to defend this team. Yeah. And I think the only way you can defend this team is if you run the ball extremely well. The other team I'm saying. Yeah. To keep this offense off the field. But... Let me speak at it, Shady, uh, from a defender, because we keep talking yeah. about it. When you are prepping to go up against LaShawn McCoy, 
when you're prepping to go up against James Jones, when you're prepping to go up against the Eagles or the Packers, what you do as a defensive player is very simple. You say, okay, when they're in I formation, two backs, they run this. When they are in a slot back formation, they run this. When they have James Jones in the slot, they'll run this. When they have James Jones out at number one, they'll, have, they'll run this. If Shady's in the slot, they'll run this. So you essentially say, okay, I know what's going to happen based upon the formations. Problem with the Dolphins, they put everybody everywhere. Everywhere. They put A-Chain out at number one. They put Tyreek out in number one. They put Tyreek out in the slot. They put A-Chain in the slot and put Mostert in the backfield. They'll put Mostert out at number one. So now if you're a defensive player, it's very hard to aggregate notes before a game because how in the world can I compute all of these notes that I have to aggregate as opposed to when you're facing, say, for example, the Patriots. You know what they're going to do. Yeah. But when you're facing a team like Mike McDaniel, it's just so hard to process so and to prep because he gives you so much information. But, Joy, do you think this game says more about the Dolphins or the Broncos? Because you know how the Broncos are in chaos and you know how good the Dolphins are. What did you learn more? Who did you learn more of? I think it says way more about the Dolphins than it does the Broncos. Because really, up until the last two minutes of the first half, it was a tight game. It wasn't like they were blowing them out. Like, the Broncos' offense was was moving up and down the field. They They had a couple moments. It really went off the rails the last two minutes of the first half. And then it was downhill from there. So I think it says way more about the Dolphins. It looked like they were playing with extra players. Like, it looked like the Broncos didn't have all the players they were allowed to have on the field. The middle of the field was wide open. It was like, what what are y'all covering? How are they they wide open? There's just no one in any direction. Tyreek Hill was in the middle of the field doing whatever he wants. So I think it says way more way more about the Dolphins, and I think it does say something about the Dolphins' defense. And, I, and, and as bad as the Broncos' defense was yesterday, obviously, you, you, can't, you can't make an argument for a defense that puts up that many points, and I'm certainly not putting this game on Russ at this point. Right. Right. You can't. You can't. They were on the field all day. Yeah. So this was, just, this was an all-around awful historic loss for the Broncos, and like I said, we'll get to that later. To me, this says way more about the Dolphins. We asked for a dominant win, right? Because the Cowboys were the most dominant. This is dominant. Well, good luck to everyone, uh, respectfully, for the rest of the season, um, putting, up, putting up a game like this. I'm going with the Broncos. And not only just the Broncos, I'm going with Sean Payton. Listen, I got a lot of respect, and I think highly of Sean Payton as a coach. I see him do some wonderful things. But I cannot let this just go without, without talking about it. I get it. The, 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 uh, the uh, Dolphins, they look good. They look fast. They look well coached. Great. Tool look nice. That's cool. Let's move on. <laughs> what about these Dolphins, though? 70 points? 70. Listen, y'all don't play the video game. I do. Right? My 11-year-old son, we play mad all the time. And sometimes I might get 600 yards rushing. Five. I never, it is hard. This is a real game. This, a- this is a real game. <laughs> and, 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 and Sean Payton, when he took this team, okay, I said they're going to be a better team. going to be well-coached. Well going to show some good defense, some good offense. I can't say that no more. Yeah. They, beat the, they beat them bad. If I could curse They beat them down. They right? beat them bad. I don't want to curse. They beat them bad. And as much as I want to give the Dolphins a lot of credit, which they deserve, it shows me more about the, the, the Broncos, who they really are. They're the laughing stock of the NFL. But if, if I'm playing against a team like that that has 700 yards on them, has seven, I didn't sound crazy saying it, 700 yards. Anyway, mm-hmm. 700 yards and 70 points? Man, look, today I'm like this, Archer. I'm texting you to me. Yo, bro, I'm going for 200. Yo, going, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. I, I got to chime in on that because there was a lack of respect for the Broncos going into this game. And the reason I know that, it's the second quarter. Oh, man. It's the Dolphins are at their own, their own 34. Not the Broncos 34. Okay. Their own 34. It's fourth and one. Yeah. And Mike McDaniel went for it. You go for it on fourth and one at your own 34. That's how you know, not only do I trust that we're going to win this game, 
But I trust that we're going to win this game by more than in a possession because I can afford to lose this possession. Right. And keep in mind, the Dolphins did get stopped. Like, they didn't get that fourth and one. As soon as I saw that, James, I said to myself, Oh, McDaniels is so confident in this squad, mm. he's not even worried about the Broncos. Yeah, because, I mean, it wasn't close. I mean, what Miami presents, you cannot press us. You cannot we're press going us. by you. <laughs> oh, you want to play off of us, right? We got two of the best receivers, and one of them didn't even play at getting yak yardage. The ball is coming out of my hand, right, out of Tua's hand. And then we can run the ball, and we are trying to run the ball. But for me, I don't care what the Broncos do. We could go out there right now with our pride. You ain't putting up 70 on 70 on? <laughs> like, I don't know if, if, if the world or people understand how impressive 70 and 700 yards is. They don't. And I don't care who happened. out there. This has more to do with the Dolphins and how special the Dolphins are and everything that they present. And we will get to the Broncos later and talk Sean Payton and all that later. But, 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 but wait, the Dolphins, wait, 770, stop it. This is why I got to say is the Broncos because the great, this offense is going to be better and better and better, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to do this never again. They'll never put another 70 on smile ever again. Huh. Think about it, well, let, Okay, you said we'll get well, to the Broncos later. Let's, let's stop down on these Broncos right now because, Shady, oh, okay. you, you brought it up. And, and Joy, let's stop yeah. on the Broncos right now and have that conversation. Okay, let's do it. Because the Broncos should feel embarrassed. Oof. A 70-point give-up is embarrassing. A 50-point loss is utterly embarrassing. Right. Sean Payton has to feel embarrassed, and I think Sean Payton has to wear the brunt of this L. Yes. Because, like Shady said, I was also told that Sean Payton was going to come in here and fix this thing. That's what I was told. I thought that, too. I though. thought so. I, thought that, I believe yeah. so. Russ has been playing better, but Russ ain't the only person on the football field. So when I'm looking at the Broncos' defense, what's going on there? When I'm looking at the entirety of the Broncos' offense, what's going on there? When I'm looking at Hart, because you, you lose Hart giving up 70 points. Yes. It's not just about scheme. There is a lack of heart when you give up 70 points. When I think about who should be most embarrassed on the Denver Broncos, it has got to be for me and my money, yeah. Sean Payton. Joy, what say you? Mm. It's 70. hard because it, it, it's 70. It's, 70. it's hard. Ooh, I love like, Sean with you. I, but, uh, of I, I can't put this on Russ. Can't. Right. No. I can't. Because Russ could have scored 50. He didn't give up 70. Oh, shit. I don't even know if that ever been said. Score 50, still lose? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But if you did, you would still have lost by 20. By 20. By 20, which is a blowout in the mm. NFL. So mm. this, is, uh, this is historical. This is. Well, we may never see this again. 70 points and 700 yards has never, ever happened. This was a video game. This was nonsense. This was me playing your son. I haven't played video games in a long time. Wow. He going to put up 70 and 700 yards on me, which is the button. This was ridiculous. So I, I, I think as a whole, and, and I, I, look, I don't, I don't want to pile on right now, but as a whole, when you lose like that, it is an, it's an organizational loss. They have way more to talk about than just is it going to be Russ that we have to fix. And look, maybe Sean Payton underestimated what he was walking into. Mm. Maybe we overestimated how quickly you could turn an organization around that was overall as bad as it went last year. Yeah. Now, I don't think that they're not going to win a game. Mm -hmm. They might put something together after this. Who knows? Maybe this is the catalyst for them to, to, to really focus on correcting whatever was wrong. I, I, it's almost like this game was so bad. How do you even look at anything that you did in it? Mm. Like they say, burn the tape. I don't. I don't even know how you look at what you did in this game. I wouldn't watch the tape. Uh, Defense has to. Nah, you can't. Got I, mean, a I don't even. Know, I honestly don't know. <laughs> got if you a can. And not because the Dolphins were so good. It's just like, what do you even take away from this? Oh, you 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 take away from people quitting out mm -hmm. there. I want I want I want to see it. Like 
The Lord must have known I was going to be in this topic discussion one day because <laughs> I've been beat by 52 before, all right? 52 nugget, all right? Oh, 52 nothing? Come on. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, hey, let, let me talk. Don't chime in on <laughs> 52 nugget, right? And when the offense playing bad and the defense playing bad and the special teams playing bad, it's only one person to point at, mm -hmm. and that's the head coach. If Russ and the offense was out there cooking and they scored 50, you probably can't blame it on Sean Payton. Yep. Dane defense gave up 70 points. We still love Ain't nobody do nothing right. Ain't right. It, nobody played well, right? You blow a lead last week in a game you could should have won at home against the commanders. So at one point, you can't keep pointing at Russ. You, you got you to gotta point at Sean Payton. So for me... I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel like kind of the Bill Belichick thing. What you mean? Because with Drew Brees, he's special. Mm. Nah, not, not yet. Nah, not yet. yet. I can't, nah, I not can't yet. Go, I can't same, go same, same thing with Prime, man. Like, like, this is their rebuild year. I mean, because he's a new coach. He don't have the players that he selected. 70. I, I, get, I, I, get, I get that. I get that. And a lot of, I ain't gonna lie, you talked about fight. I didn't see a lot of fight either. That's what I'm but saying. Here's my question, though. Remember, you Sean, you can't. But remember, Shady, Sean Payton. Ripped, better, I'm saying. Sean Payton ripped Nathaniel Hackett. Exactly. That's true. The Broncos head coach last year and said, I don't know what they were doing. This was one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. Sean Payton, uh, Hackett did not start 0-3. You yeah, know, you're right. Do we have the sound of the player for the Broncos after the game? I just want y'all to hear this. Garrett Bowles, Garrett Bowles. offensive lineman. Ooh. Take a listen. Right now, what are the emotions like going through your head personally? Huh. It's uh, tired of losing, man. Uh, I've been here for seven years, and all I've done is loss, and it's frustrating. That was embarrassing and uh, tough to watch. I'm aware. Third time the team has scored 70 points over 70. What's the question? I mean, what's the question? How do you feel about it. Being I just finished telling you. Historically embarrassing. Next question. Oh. He pissed off. Yeah, yeah. But I, I will say this about Sean Payton, though, right? Because he's going to take the blame for this. But I think going for the future, we're going to see the, the real Sean Payton. I don't want, want to start believing that narrative of, oh, it was Drew Brees. Nah, nah, nah. Sean Payton's a hell of a good yeah, coach. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that three games he's in. Good coach. I, think that the, yeah. I think overall we made some evaluations of the Broncos as a whole that were a little off. Like, we thought they were just a quarterback away when Russ came in at the beginning of last year. We were wrong about that. Right. And a lot of the blame got put on Russ. And maybe Sean came in thinking that they were further along and it was just Russ, and they have a lot of issues. And another thing is, Sean takes some time away from the game, too, though. That's, we, we, we need to add that on. So, right. two, you got a bad team, right? That's one part. And two is, this is not your players that you wanted, that you selected. Right? These are guys that are just already there. And the biggest one is, he took some time off of football. Same thing, if you take time from football, you come back. Right, Coach Mike it, took time off of football. <clears throat> I mean, look at him. Yeah, look. <laughs> yeah, like he went in. Yeah, I mean, see, he just he lost to the Cardinals. He lost to the Cardinals. That's that one Caleb Williams. Williams. <laughs> the Cardinals, don't even, they don't even want to win any loss. Sometimes you just run into a buzzsaw. Yeah, they got sawed off. I, yeah, that was they like. Got, they got sawed off. It was. Well, look, Are you uh, singing with me? Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. I don't know. Seventy points, we should all sing that. Seventy points, we should all sing that. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. All right, coming up.
The Denver Broncos were not the only Colorado team that took a huge L this weekend. We got to talk about Coach Prime. We've sung his praises all year long, but now we got to keep it real. What does that loss mean? It's the best topic of the day, and it's the next topic of the day. Speak. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to take my hat off my glasses off for this. <laughs> Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Speak is taking a road trip, family. We are going to be in Boulder this Friday ahead of Colorado's huge matchup versus USC. Now, we will have special guests, so you do not want to miss it. Audience check-in. We want y'all there, family. Audience check-in between 9 and 10 a.m. Mountain Time at Farron Field. Y'all better come through. We will be there. All right, let's move it. Let's move it. Let's move it along. It is third and long, third topic of the day. Ugh, the Colorado they took an L, and it was not a pretty one in Eugene. Bo Nix, he went off. The Ducks, they went off. The coach, they went off. Deion Sanders said the result was a, quote, good old-fashioned butt kicking. The loss also means that Colorado is out of the top 25. They've been in the rankings for the last several weeks. Shady, what does the blowout law say about Colorado? Because we've been on the prime train this whole time. We've been on this bandwagon. That means that they're not a national champion contender. Yeah. That's what that means, yeah. right? They're 3-1, still a good team, um, and they're not there yet. If you, if you recall, Coach Prime said that, hey, you know, we're close, but we're not there. We need some guys in the trenches. That's on offense of linemen, some defense alignment. That's the biggest difference. Whenever you have a team that rushes for 240 yards, mm. six yards of carry, that's a great day for the offense, but that means the, the defense line are not getting pushed. They're getting pushed around from the, the line of scrimmage. That's all that means, because guess what? I still believe. I still believe, right? And I'm still got my hand up. Here, I'm rocking <laughs> up. The, the reason why is this, because now every team, well, not every team, but every, every player, especially the top recruits in the country, they want to play for Brian. They see the way he's changed. People forget, this team won one game last year, one. and they bring in one person that changed it all the way around. And then we start talking about this team as if they're a, a championship uh, contender, which they're not yet. But that's the type of impact that Coach Prime has. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you this. Like he said before, you better, you better get him now. Better get me now. You know what I mean? Because if get not, they, next year they coming. Yeah. In the year after that, they're going to get better and better and better. And that comes with getting not only just um, star players and athletes, but guys up front. They get some offensive linemen, get Sador Sanders some real time back there, not let him get sacked. They get some guys up there to stop the run. They're going to be serious. And Oregon's coach made all them jokes and all that about yeah, all the Hollywood yeah. and all we'll that. We'll get there. Because he don't want to see them once they get, get their boys. They keep receipts. I'll keep it receipts, too. <laughs> I will say this. Shady, you're exactly right. The blowout loss means, number one, table the national championship expectations. Mm -hmm. I would also say table the Pac-12 expectations. Not literally, but if you turn on the tape, you see there are way too many flaws yeah. that can be exploited going forward by Utah, by Arizona State, by USC. Colorado, table those expectations. What it means for me is, Colorado, you got to get better. Mm -hmm. You have to get better yesterday. 
Not tomorrow, not next week. You have to get better yesterday because it does not get any easier. You have USC. Y'all know what USC brings. After that, you have ASU. ASU was playing a close game versus USC last night. I'm watching the game. I'm broadcasting the game on Saturday night. So you have ASU. Then you have, later in the season, Utah. You have a whole bunch more dogs coming. You're not seeing Colorado State no more. You're not seeing Nebraska no more. Now it's time for the Pac-12 play, and this is the best that the Pac has ever been. So kudos and credit to Oregon. The analyst in me needs to stop down and say, Oregon gave them a good old-fashioned butt whooping. They outcoached them. They outplayed them. They outschemed them. They outperformed them. All of it. Oregon did what they needed to do. And if you're an Oregon Ducks fan, you landed a five-star recruit after winning that game. So kudos to Oregon. I have to give them their credit. Colorado, however, they need to get better because it only gets more difficult going forward. Yeah. And for me, uh, I'm not surprised because Prime told us this. Prime said, man, I'm bringing my Louis luggage, right? And that was a lot of skilled players. And he told us, I got to get better in the trenches. He told us that. Now, kudos to Prime again because he still has us all believing, but he had us forget yeah. how bad Colorado was. Like, I picked him to win this game. Picking an upset, Shady picked them to win this game. Like he, he, what he has done, he made us forget how bad they were last year, winning one game, how bad of a football team that was. So I'm not really worried about this because we know that Coach Prime is building over there, right? They ran into a really good football team in Oregon, and Oregon had something to prove and wanted something to prove. They didn't want to beat Shador like Coach Prime said. They wanted to beat him. They wanted this Cinderella story to stop, and they went out there and they played like that. But this game was won in the trenches. Shador could not get, get, it, get the ball off. He was sacked plenty of times. They could not stop the run. If you cannot stop the run, you already know you ain't going to be able to stop the pass because you're in trouble. And then you without your best player on the field and Travis Hunter. You know, it was a lot of one-on-one opportunities that they took in that ball game. And maybe Travis Hunter makes that play. But they are built outside in right now. They need to work on getting built inside out. And Prime will do that. But I'm not surprised by this. Um, I'm not worried by this. I think Coach Prime will bounce back from this, and Colorado's in a really, really good situation. But like you said, Oregon, kudos to Oregon because they, they, they let the world know that we are a national championship team, Man, and we ain't even finna, finna be playing with that. these boys. That's what they that. showed. That's what that. they showed. Um, It it just means Colorado has more growth and more that they need to accomplish. Uh, It was an over-the-top loss, obviously, but Oregon has years on Colorado. Mm -hmm. So if you like that, then you you should do that to Colorado. They were 21-point underdogs. I picked them to upset. You did, Shady did. A lot of people did. Uh, And I don't think there's anything wrong with believing that you have the capability to go in there and win. Oregon just stepped up to the plate. But – to Shady's point, Dion just got there. Just they, got to. They don't have years of recruiting. They don't have three, four-year guys that are, have been in that system and, and been in that building. And, and that he's built the entire program off of this year in the transfer portal. Yeah. That's not actually how you build programs right. in, in, in college football. In the NFL, you can bring in one or two pieces and change the entire team. This is not – it's a different sport. So I don't think it really says anything about Colorado. This was always going to be a build-out situation. Yes, everyone got excited, as they should be about what's happened in Colorado. And it was because of how bad they were last year. No doubt. So none of that's, none of that's changed. I don't think it says uh, much about Colorado other than they're just they're, – they're where they're supposed to be in the development process of this program as a whole. Well, Oregon head coach Dan Lanning had a lot to say about Colorado before the game. It was heard by everybody around the sports world. Y'all got to take a listen. Did he? 
rooted in substance, not flash, rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man. Right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't gonna be played in Hollywood, it's gonna be played on the grass. Right? It's gonna be played on the grass. Shady, uh, Dan Lanning's pregame speech. Corny. Corny? Yeah, that's Whoa! Corny. It's, 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 I liked it. I'm gonna let you finish your question. I liked it. Well, liked was it, it out of line? Yeah, it was out of line. It was out of line. The thing is, Dion ain't going, looking for no clicks. That's who he is. His personality and, and what he's doing in the NFL and college gives you the clicks. People want to be around us because who he is. He's not, he's not, Dion's not acting. But you know what's funny about this coach, though? What's his name again? Dan, Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning, yeah. Now, his first game against a big opponent. You know what that was like? Mm. Two years ago? Last year. Oh, my bad, last year. They played Georgia. Oh. You know what that score was? 49 to 3. Mm. I've been watching that. Mm. And I didn't see Kirby Smart saying nothing like that. Mm. He thanked the coach and he walked off. See, the thing is with Colorado, they're not there yet. They're not there. They're a big program now because of Coach Prime. Not because they've been that. Oregon's been a big program. They've been with Nike. Once Nike came there in Oregon, they started getting all these players, right? Made all this hype up. So now when you play elite team, two elite teams, you get four, beat 49 to 3. Compared to Colorado, where one coach is getting his players from the portal, yeah. right? He didn't get to get his players yet. But when he will, we'll see it, it, how they meet up. Mm. And we'll see if he's talking about mm. getting clickbaits and mm. all that bull crap. Because <laughs> I keep my receipts. Uh, that 493. I like it, Shady. Yeah. Get that yeah. tough on him there, Shady. You didn't also take that program over from Mario Christian. Right. You see, you see what Miami's doing right now. No mm. doubt about it. I like the pregame speech. Like, the analyst in me loved the pregame speech. The friend and fan of Deion Sanders hated the pregame speech. Analyst in me loved it because you need to say what you need to say to your players to get them fired up in the locker room. Yeah. Say what you need to say to them dudes. And if you are talking to your team in the locker room, he said all the right things. Yeah. For substance, yeah. we talk with our shoulder pads. Yeah. Keep in mind, Dan Lanning is a defensive coach. Dan Lanning was the defensive coordinator under Kirby Smart yeah. at Georgia. So that last year, Oregon-Georgia game was one of them games. Dan Lanning is one of those coaches, and y'all know defensive coaches are at the as the resident defensive player on the desk, I will say. Defenders always feel forgotten. DCs feel forgotten. So you already given Colorado all of this hype, all of this hype. Everybody and a mama talking about Colorado for beating Colorado State in overtime. Meanwhile, Dan Lanning's sitting here like, we're the higher ranked team. We're the better team. In Dan Lanning's mind, he's like, we got the better quarterback. We got the more talented roster. I'm the better coach. This is all in Dan Lanning's mind. Oh, yeah, they're doing it for clicks. The game ain't played in Hollywood. And I get it because last week the Rock was there. Lil Wayne was there. Next week, Joy Taylor there. Shady there. So I get if Dan Lanning wants to say, they doing it for Hollywood, we going to do it on the grass. As an analyst, I loved it. As a prime fan and prime fan friend, I hated it. Sound, I mean, he a jealous dude. Come on, come on man. Let, let's, jealous guys? Let's keep it 100. <laughs> let's keep it 100, 100 while that speech was really like that. Right? Kirby didn't have no speech like that because who knows Dan Lanning over there. He's coaching against Prime, man. He knows who is on the other side. They do not want to see Prime take over. Prime is in the middle of taking over college football. So if you have the opportunity to beat Prime's team and beat them like that, you are sending a statement like you ain't coming in here taking over nothing. Mm -hmm. And that right there was, to me, was the coach being insecure Right? Yes, you're trying to get your team fired up, but that's him being insecure because he knows who is on that other sideline. And that is who he is trying to beat. And he wanted to beat them in a dominant fashion, strictly because 
Bro, we ain't talked about Georgia a lot. At all. We ain't talked about Oregon a lot. At all. We talk about SC because of Caleb Williams no a doubt. little bit. All eyes. Win or lose. Big Noon is in, in Boulder this weekend. They just got blown out. All eyes is on prime. These coaches don't like that. And they've been coaching for a minute, too, and been in college football for a minute, and then Prime hit the scene year one, and he getting all this attention. That is why that – and I feel like that was kind of an emotional speech. Of course. Of, of truly of how course. he felt, but that's why I he was so. saying that because of Prime on the other sideline, and he wants to beat Prime, and he don't want Prime to come in this thing taking over. I, I don't think it was out of line because it was a pregame speech. Mm. And you say and get whatever bulletin board material you can to get your team fired up before. If he had said it in a press conference or how Jay Norvell did last week and said it in an interview, then I think it's out of line because this is really all about you. In a pregame setting, you're trying to get everybody fired up. But you're he had say a little all bit kinds of, of crazy things. However, I mean, however, though, this is the issue, really, what's happening. They don't want Prime to take over. No question. But everybody feels a little shaded because we're not talking about them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This, this team's been good. This program's been good. We've been building for years. We've been competitive for years. Here comes Prime and wins three games, and all of a sudden, they're the bell of the ball. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of jealousy. Why are y'all not talking about us? The clicks thing is funny to me coming from Oregon, who got all the different colors and the shades. and Y'all the... would have clicked school forever, but okay, we'll, we'll move on from that. We'll move on from that. What's really happening here is it's when the smartest kid in school doesn't understand why they're also not the coolest. Well, you're not the coolest because you're not the coolest kid in school. You're the smartest kid in school. Now, sometimes the smartest kid in, in school is also the coolest kid in, kid in school, uh -huh. like the Miami Hurricanes, mm. like USC. Y'all not the coolest kids in school. In fact, you're not even the smartest kid in school. You're the 10th smartest kid in school. <laughs> Oregon, you're the 10th smartest kid in, kid in school. Georgia's the one that should be mad. Y'all not, not competing for a national championship right now, are you? There's nine teams ahead of you that are closer to the national championship than you are. So what are you really even mad about? You're not even the smartest kid in school. I understand that there is a jealousy factor here. I understand there is an insecurity factor and a fear factor of Dion coming in and changing things. But both things can exist. Everybody can't go to Colorado. There's still other kids who are going to want to go to Oregon, who are going to want to uh -huh. go to USC, who are going to want to go to Georgia, who are going to want to go to Clemson and Texas and Miami and so on and so forth. There's enough talent to go around. This is really all about recruiting. And the best thing Correct. that you can do if you're Oregon is win like you won. Because you're not going to outflash Colorado. No. So don't get mad about it. Exist in the other space. The issue with these speeches that keep coming up is it's showing how insecure you are. Here's the thing. The people that are excited about Prime, the, 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 the wave of, of attention that Prime is getting, you were never going to get that. That's not for you. <laughs> it was never for you. You were never going to get that. This is fringe excitement. This is fans who haven't been paying attention to college football like that in a long time because the same team wins every single year. And this is a wave of attention that's good for the sport. And if you're mad you're not getting the attention, well, go be better. Well, that, and that's why I love what Dan Lanning did. Because from a football perspective, like Joy said, oil and water, if you can't beat prime his own game, go the opposite way. He's saying, yo, they're flash. Cool. We're substance. That's why I like, like if I'm a recruit, you can't outflash prime like Joy's saying. So you know what? We're not even going to lean into that. I'm going to lean into where a substantive program. I'm going to try to use Dion's flash against him. So then when it comes time to recruits, yeah, you can go there and you might be seen, but you're not going to win. Mm. Like, I, that's why when I'm listening to Dan Lanning, I was like, that was a good chess move he did because all he's going to say is we're substance. We're su rooted in substance. Mm -hmm. Like, I love what he did there because now it's like, all right, Dion, you got me beat. Mm -hmm. You got me beat.
but now I'm going to try to use your hand against oh, no. you. We will see if Colorado can get back on track. But before we head to break, it is time for Speak Trivia. Time for Speak Trivia. Time for Speak Trivia. Who holds the record for most passing yards in his first three career games? Who holds the record most passing yards NFL, in his right? first three career games? NFL. Tweet at us, speak FS1, your answers. And when we return, James Jones, I think it's on you. Hold the uh, record. Most I, passing I, I yards. I think I know. First three I career games. I'm, I'm going to write their initials. Answers after the break. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. All right, returning to Speak Trivia, we asked who holds the record for most passing yards over his first three career games. James, you get the first stab at it. And I'm going to take take Justin Herbert. Good guess, wrong answer. He is second. Ah. That is close. I got one. You got one. That's your wrong Another good guess, another wrong uh, answer. He is fourth. George I'm going to be mad if this is my answer. <laughs> my guess is. I'm going to be mad if that's my answer. Uh, my guess is Dan Marino. That is not the right answer either. CJ Stroud? No, but the oh. first initial of the first name is correct. CJ Stroud is third. <laughs> Cam Newton is the oh other. <laughs> you said he had big shoulders. <laughs> So you guessed second, you guessed third, nah, he did. and you guessed fourth. I came out said, the gate. I said, can't, I, man. They, they torched, uh, they torched a lot of people. No, 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 but the first three is, uh, I think the Cardinals is one of them. I probably, think. probably. I think Seattle might have been in there, too. Okay, we got to get to the huge game from yesterday between the Chargers and the Vikings. As you all know, both teams were trying to avoid 0-3 starts. A lot was at stake. If you start 0-3, there's a 1% chance that you make the playoffs. Well, guess what? The Chargers avoided it. Herbert, 300 yards passing. 400 yards passing, three touchdowns, and the Chargers defense sealed the win in the closing seconds, picking off Kirk Cousins. James, I mentioned on Friday's show, this was the biggest game of the weekend. This was the biggest 0-3 matchup that you would see, 0-2 matchup, because, again, if you start 0-3, it's blouses for you. And, again, stats show that if you start 0-3, your coach, since 2010, he gets fired. Five coaches fired that started 0-3 in their third year. Five of them. Three of them were fired in the midst of the season. Did the Chargers save their season with the win? They saved their coach's job. And I stood up here um, Friday, I believe, and I said, if you love your coach, play, you better play, go play, ball play. out. And Keenan Allen said, here go 18 catches, 200-plus yards. Is good. Herbert said, here you go. You know, 85% or what did you say? 85%, 89, 85 completion percentage. Come on now. So they, they saved their coach's job. But not only that, how the game ended. We've been saying, like, you've been playing with leads. We just need the defense to show up. You did a Brandon Staley move going forward, putting the ball in your offense's hands on the 30-yard line or wherever it may be to go for it on fourth and two or fourth and one. You don't get it, and your defense showed up for you and got a takeaway and got a turnover. So they definitely saved their coach's job. But I have to see the Chargers do this again. 
right? Because one game is not just going to change my mind because you won one close game because you have lost a lot of close games. So for me, they definitely saved Brandon Staley's job, but I don't know if they, they're going to turn their season around. I will say this. Kudos to Justin Herbert. He played his tail off. Oh, my Two goodness. back-to-back throws. He threw a corner route. I was like, my God. Yeah, then yeah. he threw a sidearm now pass, got in the end zone. Touchdown. I yep. said, okay, Herbert. I said, okay, I see you. 40 of 47. In the history of the National Football League, we haven't seen an 85% completion percentage of a quarterback with 45 pass attempts or more. I mean, Herbert played like his coach's job was on the line, and his coach's job was indeed on the line. So Justin Herbert had probably the best performance of the weekend. It's just that the Miami Dolphins were so good that we're not talking about it. But I will say kudos to Herbert. They needed a big-time performance. He gave them one joy. What their season – did their season get saved with that win? For now – we talk about the numbers. They still almost lost the damn game. <laughs> Thank you, Kirk Cousins. True. Send him a, a gift card or something. What's he like? <laughs> Seriously. Khakis and a button. Yeah, down. like what? Uh, yeah, send him a, a gift card. I think he likes um, Costco or something. That's the only reason that they they won that game. They they still almost lost that damn game. They did. They did. Like you talking about say, like saving the, the those numbers were amazing and and they they he was great and he and I was great and all that they they still almost lost that game. They did. So I'm not convinced of anything. I, I'm I think his his job is temporarily saved, and I would not be shocked at all if they managed to trick it off next week or the week after that. Mm. I mean, what 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 did I learn? Justin Herbert could put up big numbers. Knew that. Keenan Allen is, is great. Knew that. They finally finished a one-score one yeah. game. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, set the, that's the bar? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying you got to start somewhere. I can't, you do have to start, <laughs> somewhere, start somewhere, but I can't walk away from no, watching how that game ended. Yeah. I can't walk away with, it, with any other assessment from that except for thank you, Kirk Cousins. Send him a gift card. I hear what you're saying, but also, I mean, like, that's hard to do. 40 and 47, 40 and 47, 400 yards, three touchdowns, no, and no picks. Yeah. That's hard to do. He almost threw the ball 50 times. So yeah. I want to give him credit. Like, I, sometimes I think we, we get real critical of a bad team or a team that's playing bad. We got to give them the love when they play good. And mm-hmm. that's what they did. They played well, and I want to give them their love. Because now you're one and two, right? And then you go play the Raiders. Well, I don't think it's a very good team, but they are a divisional game. You got to win that. Because I, I learned this league from playing, even on being on TV and watching, is that anybody can lose. We just watched the Cowboys lose to the Cardinals, who wants to lose. We did. Right? They mad they really won, but, you know. Anyway, so knowing that, if they win this game, they go 2-on-2, two two, now you can start that momentum. Okay, now we're winning. We're winning. We're winning. And you, love it, you fall in love with that winning formula. So this is a stepping stone, right? Because if not, and if they lose to the Raiders, I mean, Brandon, you're still in the hot seat. He still is on the hot seat. Well, we talked about a team that almost lost in the Chargers. But coming up, it's the story in sports of the day. The Cowboys actually lost. Talking about one of the best teams in football, we thought, lost to one of the worst teams in football. Again, we thought, has our opinion of the Cowboys changed after a shocking, stunning, appalling loss to the Cardinals? That is next on Speak. It's the biggest sports story you'll hear. So what did James think? Let's be all second. Harper hits one in the air, looks back, it goes! MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen 
follow and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, we are in overtime. This is the most important topic, most urgent topic of the day. Cowboys shockingly, stunningly took an L to the Arizona Cardinals, a team in which we thought was not trying to win. Well, we were wrong. Cowboys defense gave up 400 yards, and Dak Prescott, he threw a pick in the end zone with the game on the line. Post-game, Dak said the loss was, quote, humbling, close quote. James, you and I both held very high opinions of the Dallas Cowboys. I thought the Cowboys were the best team in football based upon what I had seen. You obviously, I believe, have the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy going to the Super Bowl. Yes, I do. They just lost to the Cardinals. (laughs) Has your opinion of the Cowboys changed? No. And I asked you guys a question earlier in the show. Um, Have you ever lost games you were supposed to win? And I'm sure you won games you were supposed to lose, right? So it happens in the National Football League. Is it stuff they need to clean up? Absolutely. But Unlike Acho, and I don't know where he's going after this. I'm not going to jump ship (laughs) (laughs) for one week. I'm still going to ride with the Cowboys. And, I mean, if anything, it's a positive that you're in the red zone five times. Find a way to score. Three of those. Two, find, find a way to find a way to get the job done. It's not like you're not moving the ball. The Cowboys moved the ball at will. They got in the red zone and they did not score. You cannot sit here and tell me that this defense is going to keep on giving up 200 yards rushing or being that, and you're built on your front seven. I do believe that Coach Quinn will get them going, and they will be better on the defensive side of the ball. You run into games like this to where you start slow, you can't get nothing going, ain't nothing going right in the red zone. You run into games like that. Obviously, they came off of two really impressive wins, and that's why we were talking like that, Acho. And they ran into the Arizona Cardinals, and they just got hit in the mouth. And it happens, but no, absolutely not switching over right now. Like Acho probably going to do in about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, that wasn't funny, though. He said the Cowboys ran into the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you better watch out. Those Cardinals are dangerous. What? Listen, what are we talking about here? I told you guys. First of all, let me answer the question first. And I want to get I want to get in trouble. Has your opinion changed? No. My opinion is the same. So and you and I, me. And I told, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, told, I told you, I said, yo, what happens when the other team puts up 28 points or 30 points and the defense has a, a bad start or a bad day? Yeah. And you need your offense to score points. Because it's not the first time they got in the red zone and didn't score. Last week, they did the same thing. They, were, they got in the, uh, the red zone six times and they only scored twice. The other four was all field goals. Last night, they got in the red zone five times and what? One score? One so score. a screen to a running back? So my thing is, what happens when that, when that occurs, when defense doesn't play well? Mm-hmm. Needs your quarterback to step it up. Mm-hmm. They didn't even want to throw the ball with that, Prescott. Mm-hmm. When you watch, now I'm going to be serious for a second, though, right? I'm not even being critical. When you watch a game, they don't want to throw the ball with them because they know if they throw the ball with them too much, what happens? Picks. Mm-hmm. They don't even want to throw the ball deep. Mm-hmm. They don't push the ball down the field at all. That's like not an option. Andy Reid used to have these, these sheets, right? He would have the Sean Jackson sheets, he have the Sean McCoy sheets, he have take the take shots sheets. Mm-hmm. With the Cowboys, it's none of that. There's, there's no going deep. It's none of that. So when you ask about this team, if the defense, who were really, really good, they have a bad day. What happens to the Dallas Cowboys? This happens. They're going to lose. You know why? Because you're talking about the, the Cardinals. Yeah. I, and I don't want to, you know, talk better because they won the game. They, they earned some respect. It's the Cardinals. What happens when it's the, when it's the Niners? Mm-hmm. What happens when it's the Eagles? Okay, what happens if it's the Chiefs, whoever it is? I'm saying it's going to be better teams that run the ball well, that have better offensive weapons. 
And if you can't score in the red zone and you can't put up points and you're scared to throw the ball to your quarterback, how can you win in this league? One week changes so much. It doesn't change anything for me. I have the exact same opinion of the Cowboys. I know that the defense is good. Great. They're great. They've been good, great. They were good, great last year. They're the same. And the offense has done this recently as well. And Dak throws picks in big moments as usual. So I don't really think I learned anything about the Cowboys. This is, I say this all the time. I know it's like very cliche, but those are NFL players. Like Cardinals players and coaches are not tanking. The organization might want to, but all of those men are going to work every day trying to win. Right. Because they have careers to worry about. They have their next job to worry about. They have their contract to worry about. They're not like, oh, well, the organization will be like, hey, the Williams, okay, I'll just lay down. No, they're going to go out there and play. And if you play around like the Cowboys did, or maybe they just didn't show up today, or maybe it was just one of those days, it doesn't matter. The thing that's crucial, the thing that's crucial about the Cowboys is two very important things. Obviously, the red zone, right? You have to score touchdowns, not just field goals, if you're going to win big games, if you're going to come from behind, no matter who it is, Arizona, you could make one mistake and Arizona goes up by 10 points. And that wasn't even mistakes. That was just Arizona playing well. Fumble, whatever. Things happen in the game. You should be able to come back. You can't score touchdowns. You're not going to be able to do that. You can't kick your way back into a game when you're down. One. Two. You, lo- you just lost Diggs. Very concerning, right? How is that going to affect the defense? We all think they're going to be okay. But here's what they were doing in the first two weeks. And Shady, you already know this, so I know I'm not telling you anything new. They had zero takeaways yesterday. They created seven over the first two weeks. What do takeaways do? Put you in great field position. Give your offense additional possessions. You better be winning the way that you're winning when your defense has given you seven turnovers. That didn't happen yesterday. And you can't rely on your defense forcing turnovers, getting pick sixes, giving you perfect field position every time. You have to be able to create that as the offense because that's your job. And that didn't happen yesterday. Well, I want to hear my, this. My, uh, yeah, my opinion's changed. <laughs> but my opinion's changed because the tape has changed. So I, I would be ignorant to not look at the new tape and change my opinion based upon what the tape says. The reason my opinion's changed is because the Cowboys didn't show mental fortitude that I thought they had. Teams lose games. The Eagles lost games last year. But when the Eagles lost games, they didn't lose games because of lack of effort. They didn't lose games in particular because they got schemed up. You know, the Cowboys lost this game because of a lack of mental fortitude. Like, they did not... Play hard enough. And then also, when we talk about having bad days, it's, we say that very loosely, but at home, the Cowboys didn't lose because they had a bad day. They lost because they got schemed up. My opinion changed because the tape changed. Like, Shady, we talked about this during the last commercial break. The Arizona Cardinals, they, they answered the question, WIP, what's your plan for Parsons? WIPP, what's your plan for Parsons? 83 rushing yards when you run at Micah Parsons. This is the very first play of the game. Here is Micah Parsons. The Cardinals are simply going to run at Parsons. You see, they're going to option him. If Parsons chases the running back, quarterback's going to keep it. Dobbs, he keeps it. 50 yards right here. My opinion of the Cowboys has changed because the tape has changed. Like, that's why my opinion has changed. Okay, later on, again, the Cardinals ran at Micah Parsons five times for 83 yards and a touchdown. If you can't run away from one of the best players in football, you have to run at him. Find Micah Parsons, America. Where is Micah Parsons? And that is where they're going to run the ball. There's Parsons. Five rushes, 83 yards. My opinion has changed because the tape has changed. That was not on tape in the first two weeks, America. My opinion has changed because find Micah Parsons. 2-5, where are Micah Parsons, big dog? Found him. Found him. Okay, if you found him, y'all know where they're going to run the ball. They can't run around him. 
He's too good to run around. So quite literally, they said, you know what? We are going to run at. We saw the Philadelphia Eagles do it last year. We haven't seen anybody do it this year. So the reason my opinions change, James, isn't just because like I'm jumping off the ship, I'm jumping off the bandwagon, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the third. No, my, my opinion changed the tape change. Cowboys led the league in turnovers two consecutive years. It hasn't happened since the 1970s. I am anticipating when the Cowboys go into a game, they're going to turn the ball over. They're going to get a turnover. They didn't get a turnover. You, so that's why I'm looking now like, yeah, my opinion changed. Can you help me out with that tape right, right quick, uh, just for the viewers? Why is Micah's hand in the dirt at the three technique? Good question. So he's actually at the five. Three technique would be outside the guard. Yes. Five technique is really outside the tackle. So he's like outside the tackle. What the Cardinals did all day yesterday is said, hey, we're going to come out with two tight ends. Micah Parsons goes to the tight end side. Demarcus Lawrence, at least based upon the tape, he goes away. I'm sure the Cowboys have different verbiage or different structure for what they're doing. This is just what I'm assessing based off the tape. Cardinals say, okay. We come out with two tight ends. We can put Micah to that side, and then we can just run at him. And now we don't have to worry about him chasing us down on the backside. So the Cardinals quite literally had a phenomenal game plan. What will be fascinating is, and you said it, Joy, you said it, Shady, you said it. If the Cowboys can't get ahead, then you can't get the best strength out of the best player on the Cowboys. Pass rushing. But for me, why not bring in another defensive lineman and stand Micah up and let Micah do what he does best? That's what I'm saying. Like, he's 200 and what? 40 pounds, 60 pounds. Like, he's not a D tackle. You have his hand in the dirt. Like, he's a D tackle. Why not bring in an extra D lineman and stand Micah up so we can go, go make plays because at linebacker? everything has been sweet for the Cowboys. What I mean by that is they have been winning. They're playing linebackers that are really safeties, number 14. I think it's about 210, 215. And so the Cardinals, Shady, if you see a linebacker, this 210, 215, you're saying Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, go to work. And, and that is quite literally what the Cardinals did is they saw, they said, oh, we're going to work. But keep in mind, Joy brought up Diggs earlier. Bland, the replacement for Diggs, had a 22-yard penalty on the penalty, second yep, drive, yep, yep. which took the ball from the 35 to the opposing 43. So Diggs obviously wasn't going to stop the 222 yards of rushing, but – Again, my opinion changed because now I'm like, oh, come on, Cowboys. Like, y'all put that on tape? I, I got I to factor that in. 33% of the games was yesterday's game. Only played three. So 33% of my analysis was based on yesterday, and it changed my opinion too yeah, far. I, I, I mean, I, said, I hate to keep saying the same thing, but <laughs> I said this, and y'all told me that it didn't matter. Because we've been there where, like, a, a top offense, you play with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no. Every game wasn't a great 400-yard performance. Every game wasn't 200 yards for me. Oh. Every game, I mean, 100. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking about, like, this is the real world we live in. This is the, it's the NFL, elite on elite. And they had a bad game, and they had a bad start, right? Like, like I didn't see a lot of um, um, option and RPOs with the Cardinals until last, last mm -hmm. game, right? And when he, when Dodd pulled it, he ran. They didn't see that. Yeah. And, they, and they, put, they put Parsons in a bind. But what happens when you see this on tape? One thing about the NFL is a copycat league. league. Oh, that's what they did to him? Cool. We're going to do it. Yep. And my thing is, I now, when you play the Cowboys... It's like, okay, we can't, we don't, we want to get third in management, yes. management, right? And that's like yes. third and five, third and fours. We can do whatever we want. Stay out of them long distance third downs. We're going to run the ball straight yep. well. But First and second down, here's and have a chance. Here's what's fascinating. It's can you execute it? Remember, the Giants tried to do the same yeah, thing. Exactly. Remember the Giants opening drive. They, they marched all the way down the field. We're going to take a 3-0 lead like the Cardinals did. Right. What happened? Field goal block, touchdown, 7-0. Next drive, turnover. Go ahead. You said it. Yeah, field goal block, touchdown, next but, drive. But they, they got turnovers. Yes. You can have a team that's going to execute this if you don't turn the ball over to that defense, which now is, is missing the, one of the turnover pieces machine. that had the most turnovers in the league, mm -hmm. 18 over the last two years. He's not there anymore. So can you still generate those kind of turnovers? Because that's what gave that offense those opportunities. Yeah. But, but I thought, see, 
And they were scoring. The defense, the, defense, the defense scored those points. It wasn't like the offense put up the 40. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, my thing, it wasn't never the defense, right? Because I think they're really – they're a great defense. And them even starting slow, I mean, they, they did very, very well. See, but I can't but, say but, that but, anymore. They, they I can't say that. But, yesterday. They, 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 weren't, they weren't great, but, but they, are, they are good defense. They're a good defense. I don't, I don't, I don't they gave what I'm saying, what I'm saying is – I don't think that they'll have another game like that, right? They'll have spurt, they have a spurt for a team where they don't throw down oh, or run the ball well because it's football. Yeah. But they won't play that bad. No, they won't. My, my thing is, on, it's on the offense. We, you guys kept saying how great the team was because of the defense. Yes, sir. And I kept saying, well, what yes, about sir. the offense? They do play too. But that's and, what I'm oh, hold on. My thing is, you have a hundred million dollar quarterback. You, uh, they ran the ball thirty six yeah. times yesterday. Yeah. Did y'all know that? Thirty six times. That's like that's like old football back in the day, <laughs> right? With Emmitt Smith and them boys. Yeah. Seriously though. They ran about 36 times. Why is that? We protected the quarterback. Down. And then soon it got, it got uh, clutch time and it got tight. And we got to throw the ball. Y'all know what happened. Only reason why I don't mind that, and I know we got to go, is because they know they, what happened, they baby. Moving the ball down. Pick, the pick, field. pick, pick. He's back. So if you're running the ball and you're still moving the ball down, like you was in the red zone five times, that means you're moving the ball down the field. You just got to capitalize on pick. that. They got to be better in the What's red zone. What's interesting, we'll have to talk about it later. I wonder if the Cowboys miss Mike McCarthy, miss Kellen Moore in the red zone. Chargers. Pick, give me that. That's a pick. Give me that. Chargers give me that. in the red zone have it in. How am I supposed to read the prompter now, It's a pick, baby. Ask that. How are you supposed to win if you throw a pick? <laughs> Hi, family. We are just two hours away from the Eagles kicking off in their biggest game of the season versus the Bucks. Baker Mayfield undefeated. Jalen Hurts undefeated. What is at stake for those undefeated teams tonight next on Feet? Mm. Don't change your mind, James. Oh, sir. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, family, we are in our hurry-up offense, and we got to hurry up because the Eagles game is about to start here in a couple hours. Eagles on the road against the Bucks tonight. Both teams have a perfect 2-0 record. Jalen Hurts, 6-1 in his last seven primetime games. Baker has not turned the ball over this season. Shady, this is a huge game in my mind, but what is at stake, Eagles-Bucks? Uh, just to win, to be undefeated. Right? I don't want to overthink this. I think that Bucks are a really, really good team. And then Todd Bowles has the deepest plan again. Mike Evans, he seems like he's back to Mike Evans type of football. But they still have Baker Mayfield. Right? And even though he's playing well, and I'm giving a lot of credit, I just know the Baker Mayfield that I know. And that's with the Browns. And he can be like this. <laughs> so, before I, you know, it's a big stage. It's a big game at home. You do have the Eagles there. And they are hungry. And they are dogs on defense. True. It'll be a good game. But you got to stay undefeated, baby. I love it. Because... That's where I'm going. Baker Mayfield, you have been like that. Can you get this one done? Because you fight for a contract, right? You, you fighting to let this team know and this organization know that, hey, I could be that dude. I was the first overall pick. Overall. I've turned the corner, and I could be that dude to help lead this franchise. And number two, Philadelphia Eagles. You have an opportunity to put a chokehold on this division and go 3-0 with the Cowboys and the Commanders losing, right, to get you one game up in this division, feeling really good about yourself. Right? Like Jalen Hurst said earlier in the week, W's is the only thing that matters. They got a chance to go 3-0 in the division. Ain't thing the main thing? Ain't thing the main thing. Ain't thing the main thing. Just win, baby. Just win. It didn't last night, though. That was good. Right. Uh, the Eagles improved with the best team in the NFC tonight because the Bucks are a real team. We weren't sure what they were going to look like with Baker Mayfield. They look good. He's not turning the ball over. He's playing good football. They're playing good defensively. And they can take a hold of their, their division as well. The Saints are, have some injury problems now. We know what the rest of that, that division has looked like. 
So um, I think it's a very, 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 very big game. I think it's the biggest game of the weekend, really, because this can really determine a lot later on in this season. I can't be serious. After um, I, I think the Eagles win tonight. I think they take control of the NFC. In the third week of the season is when you find out how good teams are. Like, that's when there is the separation. Think about it in college. We now know just how good Alabama is or how good Oregon is or how good USC is or how good Colorado is. In the NFL, we now know, okay, the Chargers aren't as bad as we thought. The Vikings might be worse than we thought. We know that the Packers might be a little bit better than we thought. It's time to figure out where the Eagles and where the Bucks are. How good are both? Uh, I'm trying to figure it out, but guess what? I'll try- it don't matter, baby. Because we back, you know what we do. If it's a Tampa or a Philly, it's going to be the same result. Taylor Hurts and the Eagles take over. Baker Mayfield, don't trick nobody because we know who you really are. When you see this flag, you see these Eagles, don't turn Bolivar because you know what you do. <laughs> Joe Burrow, will he play? That's next. <laughs> Talk about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Family, we are in our two-minute drill. About an hour ago, a report said that head coach Zach Taylor isn't ready to reveal if Joe Burrow will play tonight against the Rams. He'll wait a couple more hours before making that call. Shady, should Burrow play in this must-win really for the Bengals? Nah. He didn't look good these last couple games. The only thing I can think about is maybe he's not healthy. He's a really, really good player. We haven't seen him. Get healthy, Joe. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't lose tonight. So I'm very torn. But I think you have to consider his long-term health in this situation. He doesn't look like himself. I mean, we've never seen Joe Burrow play this bad. So it lets me know you either thinking about this injury or this offense ain't clicking like that. You already been losing. Stay your butt on the sideline. No. Yeah, offensive coach once said, always pull a quarterback out of a game one series before you think you should. Mm-hmm. I also suggest you should hold a player out of a game one game longer than you think. Or, you if you're lucky, go out there and get Taylor Swift, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ray's coming next, man. We got to talk about Taylor Swift.